in the case of the coronavirus, we don't have a lot of control over the amount of stressors, right? There is this huge amount of stress that's looming over us right now in terms of potential threat to getting sick, potential threat to our loved ones getting sick, um, threat to our financial situation, um, this social isolation, physical isolation that we're facing right now. And so we don't have a lot of control over that. But we do have control over now is our resilience. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is 10 ways that we are our favorite ways of building up resilience or our body's ability to return to baseline after experiencing these stressors, which is so important and so critical for all of us right now. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché-Arcuyo, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, my husband, Dr. Danny, and I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. This episode is one of our Pursuing Health Pearls. In medicine, we refer to clinical pearls as small bits of freestanding information relevant to clinical practice, usually based on experience. Pursuing Health Pearls are short 10 to 15 minute episodes in which Danny and I offer you succinct high yield info on common health conditions, spanning both conventional and alternative approaches. We do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. We recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. With that, let's get started with this week's episode. You may have noticed that we've moved away from having sponsors on the podcast. This was an intentional decision and one that Danny and I thought long and hard about. As we begin our careers as family physicians, we feel very strongly about our responsibility to remain as unbiased as possible in order to foster trust with our community and our future patients. Therefore, we've made the decision not to accept any sponsorship or endorsement compensation from industry from this point forward. That being said, in order to continue to produce great content for you here and on our new website, pursuing-health.com, we've created a subscription model. Almost all of the podcast content will remain completely free, but we will offer some additional benefits for subscribers with the goal of getting back far more than you give. For less than the cost of a latte each month, subscribers will benefit from exclusive discount codes. We want you to continue to benefit from our unfiltered opinion about products and services on the market without you wondering whether we're receiving compensation behind the scenes. So, rather than receiving endorsement or sponsorship compensation from companies ourselves, we're asking that those companies that we love, trust, and use ourselves provide an exclusive discount code to our subscribers. This will allow companies to pass along the value of our endorsement to you all without you having to wonder whether we're talking about them just because we're getting paid. We already have a great lineup of discounts and will only continue to add to this list as time goes on. It is our hope that if you use even one or two of these codes, your subscription should pay for itself. Subscribers will also benefit from the opportunity to contribute questions and listen to periodic exclusive Ask Us Anything podcast episodes with both Danny and I. Finally, subscribers will gain access to our morning five sessions, five-minute movement sessions created to jumpstart your day, as well as our other online training programs depending on your monthly contribution. In addition to our long-standing Train with Julie Fouché program designed for more experienced athletes, we've also created Train for Life, a 30-minute, five-day-per-week program that can be done with minimal equipment at home or on the go. So if you listen to Pursuing Health and have found the podcast to have positively impacted your life in some way, it would mean a lot to us if you would consider subscribing at pursuing-health.com forward slash subscribe. Again, that's pursuing 
www.dashhealth.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to Pursuing Health Pearls. Welcome back. We thought that it was about time we started talking about stress here on the podcast because all of us are experiencing stress right now in many different ways. And this is a humongous topic. Um, Our first version of this episode ended up being 45 plus minutes. And we still have so much to say. (laughs) (laughs) So we decided, okay, we promised you 10 to 15 minute Pearls episodes. We have yet to deliver on that promise. But let's see if we can cut this down and really cut to the chase. We'll give you some very brief information to kind of set the scene at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to give you our top 10 things that we like to do to combat stress um, and that we have found to be very useful. So hopefully it will give you a lot of ideas of things that you can try during these stressful times. So on that note, Danny's just going to start with a brief overview of exactly what stress is and and define it for us. Yeah, one of the the big researchers in the field of stress was Hans Salia. And in the 30s, he defined it as the nonspecific response of the body to any demand for change. So really broad definition. That includes physical stressors like a change in body temperature or perceived stressors like a stressful event, giving a presentation or something like that. Um, Most of what we experience in society nowadays is perceived stress, and it's leading to a lot of uh, medical issues. And the attributes of perceived stress are an unpredictable event. They're unpredictable in nature, meaning that um, we don't necessarily know when they're going to happen. There's a perceived threat to us physically or our ego, kind of our us as a, as, a, as a person. And then there's a sense of loss of control, like there's nothing we can do about this event. So that just explaining it makes you feel like a oh, little bit stressful. Familiar. Yeah, for <laughs> sounds sure. Sounds like what we're going through right now with this coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a lot of different things that play into the stress response, um, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. So again, we're not going to get into all the details of our physiological stress response. We actually have one of the world's leading expert researchers on stress coming up in an interview on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. We'll get into a lot more details in that conversation. But essentially, our bodies have developed systems over many, many years of evolution in order to respond to stressors, whether they're perceived or actual. Um, And most of us, as Danny mentioned, are being threatened with perceived stressors all the time, almost Mm -hmm. constantly in our society as we think about the technology and the constant go, go, go nature of our lives these days. And so because we have this stress response, it's amazing for the short term and for stressors that are life-threatening and helps us to run away from danger and protect ourselves, that's great. But with this constant low-grade activation of that stress response, it can result in health problems in the long term. And so things like anxiety, depression, headaches, fatigue, GI problems, high blood pressure, diabetes, even heart disease can all in some way be related to a low-grade long-term activation of this stress response. And actually 60 to 80% of primary care doctor's visits are related to stress in some way. So this is not a small problem and something we're definitely going to dive into in further episodes as well. Now, we talked about the bad parts of stress, but right, not all stress is bad. It can be a good thing for sure. So we need stress to grow, to adapt. You know, working out is probably the most typical example. We got to stress those muscles to get strong. And similarly, our mind is, is the same way. You know, we have to have some degree of stress to motivate us, but too much of it can be 
too taxing and we need time to recover for our for us to come back to baseline um, so that we can um, avoid the the health of effects of, of really being under chronic stress. Right. So we still want to be able to reach our full potential and grow and adapt. And we need stressors to push us to do that. But we need the right amount of stressors and we need the mm-hmm. appropriate time for recovery. It's and a balance. so, yeah, it is a balance. And there's really these two main factors when it comes to stressors. There's on the one hand, there's how much stress are we being faced with? What are those stressors? What are the amount, the magnitude, the intensity of those stressors or those demands for change on our system? And then number two is how capable of we are we of tolerating those stressors or how are how good are we at returning to our baseline after those stressors um, have become present? And this is what's called resilience. So it's a term that's thrown around a lot, but the definition of resilience is really the ability of our bodies to and our minds to return to baseline or homeostasis after a stressor. So there's two variables we can play with, which is the amount of stressor and then our resilience. Mm-hmm. And we can dial these up and down and they're going to change day-to-day, situation by situation, season of life. They're going to be different in terms of the amount of stressors we're facing and the ability that we have to build up our resilience. So um, in the case of the coronavirus, we don't have a lot of control over the amount of stressors, right? There is this huge amount of stress that's looming over us right now in terms of potential threat to getting sick, potential threat to our loved ones getting sick, um, threat to our financial situation, um, the social isolation, physical isolation that we're facing right now. And so we don't have a lot of control over that, mm-hmm. but we do have control over now is our resilience. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is 10 ways that we are our favorite ways of building up resilience or our body's ability to return to baseline after experiencing these stressors, which is so important and so critical for all of us right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Danny, let's kick it off. What is number one? Yeah. So let's talk about breathing exercises first. So the first one we'll talk about is four, seven, eight breathing. Very simple. You breathe in for four, hold for seven, and then breathe out for eight. And we have a ton more information on the mechanics of how to do this um, on the blog post associated with this, but this can be a really powerful tool. And it was popularized by Dr. Andrew Weil, who's an integrative medicine physician out in Arizona. And it's something that I know we do all the time. We do Mm -hmm. it sometimes before bed. I do it sometimes in the middle of the day when I'm starting to feel stressed out. So it's a great tool to have in your back pocket. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's another one that's called box breathing, which is similar. You, one way of doing this is you breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, and you kind of continue this process in a box-like pattern. Um, So you can kind of imagine your breath going around that box. Like as it's going around each side of the box is one of the phases of your breathing in, hold, out, hold for the same amount of seconds on each side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the second technique that we love is essentially mind-body techniques Mm -hmm. or mindfulness training, meditation training. We're kind of lumping all of them into one category because There's a lot of great techniques. There's a lot of great tools out there, but really you have to find what works for you. Um, So mindfulness and meditation essentially is the idea of being in the present moment, training your mind to be in the present moment and not distracted by thoughts, not letting thoughts take you away into the past or into the future or worrying, um, but just letting those thoughts pass by. And there's amazing tools out there now for helping you to learn these techniques. So I think a lot of people you know, initially are like, I can't meditate or I can't do this mindfulness stuff. It's too hard or I'm not good at it. And that is absolutely not what you should think. There's no way to be bad at this. It's a process for everyone. 
Um, and the more you do it, the better you will become and the more that you'll notice it's having an impact. Um, you know, sometimes you may, even just with the first time you do it for a few minutes, you may start to already feel calmer, but these are things that you really have to do on a regular basis. Um, it's just like training. It's just like physical training. You have to do it on a regular basis in order to be able to see the impact. So don't get frustrated, but try it. Maybe just give it a shot and try it for a few weeks and then see how you feel. Um, and also a lot of these apps now are offering specific meditations or specific um, sessions for the coronavirus pandemic. So things that are specific to the situation we're going through now, which I think is really great. You know, we've used a lot of these Headspace. I know there was a, a period where Danny did Headspace every day for almost a year or something like that. Um, they have a great uh, discount right now or a free membership for healthcare providers with your NPI number, which I think is awesome because a lot of those frontline healthcare workers are going to be experiencing a lot of extra stress and anxiety over the coming, already are, and over the coming weeks and months. Um, Calm is one that we've been using a lot lately. We've been doing that in the mornings after our our workout. So that's one that we both like. Insight Timer is free. Um, Simply Being is one that I had used a lot during training for the CrossFit game. So I really like that one. But there's a whole list of these linked up in the show notes. So make sure you go check those out. Click the links, find ones that work for you. Um, a couple other techniques, guided imagery is one. Uh, a woman named Belruth Naprasek has some amazing guided imagery sessions, which essentially just takes you through sort of visualization of things happening either in your body or in your mind and helps you to get into a more relaxed state. She has specific sessions depending on what you're experiencing. So she has some for anxiety. She has some for cancer, going through cancer treatment, pain, a whole variety of different ones depending on your situation. And then um, progressive muscle relaxation is another technique that can be really powerful, Um, especially I find it especially helpful for trying to fall asleep at night, where essentially you're going through muscle group by muscle group through your body, contracting those muscles and then relaxing them in a progressive way that helps to initiate that relaxation response. And if you're more of a data person and you really like some feedback, a lot of this is is difficult because you want to know if you're doing it right. Um, biofeedback is another great tool. And the concept of biofeedback is really giving you, feeding back information to you about your physiology so that you know and you get positive reinforcement when you're in, quote unquote, the right state or in a more relaxed state. And so two that we really like are one is called heart math, which essentially uses heart rate data and feeds that back to you. So you know when you're in a more relaxed state and that gives you positive reinforcement to be in that state more often. And then Muse, which is a headband, which uses brainwave data in a similar way. So if you're really into the tech and the gadgets and you want to try something that's going to give you a little more feedback, those are certainly options and things that we have found to be useful as well. All, All right, that stuff. was a that was a mouthful for number <laughs> two. But Danny, what is number three? Number three is daily movement, and there are many ways to do this. Um, we have some great resources on our website, pursuing-health.com, to kind of implement that. One of the programs that we have is called the Morning Five, which are five minutes of movement first thing in the morning when you get out of bed. That's meant to really prime your body and mind and get you moving for for the rest of the day. And we found that to be particularly powerful just because it sets the tone. It helps us really, one, wake up, but also puts us in a more positive state. You've already Mm -hmm. accomplished some sort of morning movement already. 
The other thing that we offer too is uh, the Train for Life program, which is an at-home workout program for people who are just starting out, but also folks who have been doing movement for a long time, either CrossFit or some other form of movement. Um, We have videos. Everything is completely modifiable no matter where you are in your stage of of fitness. Um, And that's what we've been doing basically with this shelter-in-place order, and we haven't been able to go to the affiliate that we belong to. So we've been doing that. We don't have a garage gym. Yeah. We don't have a lot of equipment here, but we've, I've really loved kicking off our mornings with, sometimes we do both. We do the morning right. five and then we do train for life. Or sometimes we just do train for life or just morning five and just kicking that off to start our day. And then we usually do like five minutes, 10 minutes of the calm app meditation. And that mm-hmm. has been such an amazing way for us to kick off the day during these uncertain times. And there's something about just doing those two together. I don't know what it is. It somehow synergizes and mm-hmm. it's just so much more powerful than, than well, doing it. Well, I think it's such a great example of the stress response, right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing this intense exercise. It's a stress around the body. And then we're pairing it with some meditation and some cool down mm-hmm. stretching and meditation, which helps to bring our body back into that homeostasis. And I think that coming back to homeostasis is such an important piece of the puzzle and some things we don't often do. I think whenever I go to the gym and I'm, I finish the workout and I'm rushing out to go to my next appointment or the next thing that I have to do. And so it's been really cool for us to spend that time really bringing ourselves back down. And I think it's something we'll continue to do for sure. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's good <laughs> stuff. The, the other thing that we want to mention too is now with the coronavirus pandemic, there are so many free yoga classes on Instagram, on YouTube, everywhere. And that's another great practice to implement because it does bring you back down into that parasympathetic rest and digest state uh, too. So yeah, lots of options available. Whether it's yoga, whether you like doing Ram water mm-hmm. or um, the ready state has great yeah. uh, relaxation sessions or more mobility sessions and all of that stuff just helps. It still is getting the movement in, but it's doing it in a more restorative way. Right. So it's really great to pair with your more high intensity exercise. All right. Number four is getting outside. Time in nature is so important for our immune system, for our mental health. Um, and right now, especially important because I think with this you know, shelter in place or stay at home order, we're all thinking, okay, we have to stay in our houses. But Really, I I think it's so critical that we get time outside every single day. If you can, depending on where you live and what environment you're in, um, getting outside in nature, getting some sunlight is really important. And we know that this has a positive impact on our immune system, system specifically on the cells, the natural killer cells, which are important in fighting off viruses. So especially during this time, I think it's important to spend that time in nature to boost your immune system and help your mental health as well. So we've been going for walks every day. Um, yesterday we went out and did a workout in the park. So whatever way you're able to get outside, highly encouraged. Yeah. Nature is definitely therapeutic in many, many different ways. Definitely medicine. Yeah. So next let's talk about another big topic. Number five, sleep. So two things to talk about with sleep, quality and quantity, Mm -hmm. right? So we all talk about uh, quantity quite a bit. Everyone says, you know, get at least seven hours. There are some of us who need a little bit less, but I need most, a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> seven hours is not enough for me. <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, seven is really the the lower end of, of, of normal. And, you know, if you're doing a movement practice every single day, that might be a little bit more. Maybe you need eight. But anyway, sleep quantity is really important, but then quality is also critical. Are you staying asleep throughout the night? Are you waking up refreshed? Um, are you making sure that um, you have a good uh, 
bedtime ritual, making sure you're getting into bed, feeling relaxed. And we talked about this previously, but perhaps coupling a, a meditative or breathing practice right before bed will get you, bed will bring you back into a kind of restful state and help you sleep a lot better. So a couple awesome. different things And there. there's so much to go into on sleep. We're definitely going to do future Pearls episodes. Oh, yeah. Getting into topic. some of those details. I mean, all of these are big topics, but... yeah. Um, all right. Number six is connecting with loved ones. So especially during stressful times, can, staying connected with your loved ones is really important for feeling safe, connected, loved, and supported. And that can itself lower your stress response and improve your resiliency or your ability to handle stressors. So I know people have been doing a really great job during this time of trying to stay connected, even if we can't see our loved ones in, in person, but using all the great technology we have, the video chats, the FaceTimes, the Zoom meetings, um, trying to do virtual happy hours, virtual workouts, whatever it is, really making sure that you put that as a priority to stay connected to the people who are most important in your life, however you're able to do that. Um, you know, whether it's virtual meetings, whether it's sending a letter, doing some random acts of kindness for someone, um, it's always really important to keep that um, at the center, even though we can't physically be with our loved ones at this time. All right, number seven. Number seven, getting rid of toxic substances. Yes. So that can include a bunch of different things, alcohol, sugar, tobacco, smoking, and potentially even caffeine, our beloved caffeine, our coffee. I love coffee. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk but about sugar first. But they're all stressors, right? They're physical stressors on our body. They are. They are. So, you know, sugar is ubiquitous, unfortunately, in our in our diet, in our standard American diet. And that can lead to a lot of blood sugar swings, which is an additional stressor on the system. So eliminating that can be helpful. Remember that alcohol, although it does make us feel good, is still a toxin. Our bodies still have to process that as well. Caffeine. About 50% of us actually have a genetic variant where we metabolize caffeine fairly slowly. So it can impact um, our mood by making us feel really wired and tired, potentially. We might not even know that that's present if, if we don't eliminate caffeine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just by eliminating, we can get a sense of how good we can really feel. Um, and then it can interfere with sleep also. So, and lastly, you know, I'm sure that most of our listeners know this, but smoking, of course, um, is an additional stressor. There's lots of cancer-causing chemicals in, in smoke. Um, and even, you know, smoking other combustible substances, things like marijuana, you know, some people use it medicinally, but know that it is a combustible substance and it can cause some issues as well, um, some additional inflammation in the lungs. Especially during these times and wanting to protect your lung function and thinking about protecting yourself from the coronavirus and getting a severe disease or severe COVID-19 um, smoking is something, you know, there's never been a better time to quit smoking. Right. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better <laughs> That's myself. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but just thinking about, you know, again, as we talked about, this is a fine balance in times when you really need to dial in your resiliency against stress. This is a time to think about maybe I need to get rid of some of those extra substances, whether it's alcohol, whether it's caffeine versus in other times when maybe your stress load is not as high. Um, and there's some benefit for you if you want to drink caffeine or if you drink alcohol and it's more of a social connection sort of um, thing that you do, then maybe that's okay because your stress load isn't so high. So it's always about looking at the situation and what that balance is going to yeah, be Yeah, looking at the you. whole picture. Yep, exactly. All right. Number eight is gratitude. So this is such an important practice um, and something that can really help to change your frame of mind so that you're looking more things that you're grateful for instead of things that are negative. And it can help to build resilience against stressors. 
it can be an informal practice. So just throughout the day, trying to appreciate things, the small things and having gratitude for those like the birds chirping or the sun being out or whatever it may be, or it can be a formal practice. So whether it's, you know, in the morning, writing down three things that you're grateful for or saying three three things that you're grateful for before bedtime, um, it's a practice that can be very helpful in terms of combating stress. Mm-hmm. All right. We're getting close. Yep, number, number nine. Number nine. <laughs> Diet. Eating a nutrient-rich diet is, I think, important no matter what season of life we're in, but it's especially important right now when we're trying to boost our immune systems, making sure that if we do end up getting sick, that we're able to mount a fantastic, robust immune response to, to overcome the virus. So remember, food is medicine, so it can be really powerful, but it's also information. So it turns on and off different genes, and it can turn on and off different genes in particular related to inflammation. So think about it in that way. Make some good, maybe some better food choices in this time where we're spending more time inside. Perhaps try cooking a new recipe, that kind of thing, and become more connected to food. And we also know that food actually influences our mood through another mechanism that's gotten a lot of um, attention, the gut microbiome. So there's a big connection between what we eat, our gut microbiome composition, and then also our mood as well. And it's important when you think about, you know, on that level, but also when you think about the relationship between chronic disease and severe COVID-19, you know, food is a huge player in that. And nutrition is a huge player in the inflammation, the low-grade inflammation in our bodies that can lead to chronic disease. So Again, just like now is never, now is the best time to quit smoking. Now is also a great time to make some changes to your diet to really combat the development of chronic disease. All right, number 10, we are rounding it out with therapy. (laughs) So we are huge fans of therapy and counseling. We really believe that it is something that we should be proactive about. So just like you go to your affiliate or you work out every day to try to prevent chronic disease and try to be strong and try to prevent, um, you know, fragility later in life, we should also be really proactive about our mental health. So I'm a huge believer in not waiting too long, not waiting until things get really bad before you start to address it. And, you know, I've in various points of my life throughout my CrossFit Games training career, I have engaged in counseling and found it to be incredibly helpful. Think about it like, The same way that you have a coach for in the gym, you know, having a coach for how you train your mind and how you can build your resiliency against stressors and anxiety. So huge fan of counseling. Um, There is a lot of great resources that you can use to find a counselor. So right now, given these times, I would say most counselors, I've not heard of really any that are not doing virtual appointments. So phone appointments or video appointments are widely available. Um, I'd recommend if you can find someone that's still in your area and and do a phone or a video appointment, that way you have the relationship with someone who's nearby. And when this passes and we're allowed to see people in person, that might be something that you want to take advantage of. But if not, there's plenty of other resources out there. We really like Psychology Today as a great database to find psychologists and counselors and therapists in your area. Um, it's a great tool. You can search by different factors that you're looking for, by location, um, looking for people who do telecounseling. So that's a great resource to identify someone who might be helpful for you. Um, you could also consider using a platform like Talkspace or BetterHelp, which are telemedicine counseling platforms to find someone who maybe isn't necessarily in your geographic area, but that you could get established with. 
Um, so huge fan of counseling. But again, even if you don't work one-on-one with a counselor, there's a lot of techniques that you can use um, on your own. So one of the biggest techniques that is used is called cognitive behavior therapy or CBT. Um, it's widely used by counselors and therapists. Um, it helps people to really challenge and change the unhelpful thoughts that they're having, the unhelpful beliefs and attitudes and behaviors, and improve their coping strategies against stressors. So this is a technique that maybe if you engage in counseling, it might be something that your counselor uses with you, but it's also something you can you can learn a little bit on your own. So there's an amazing handbook. It's called the Feeling Good Handbook. It's a pretty big book, but it takes you through step-by-step and there's some exercises that you go through. It's by Dr. David Burns, who really popularized CBT, originally published in the late 1980s and has been revised since then. It's a handbook that Danny and I both went through during our medical school training to learn about CBT. Um, and I found it to be incredibly useful. So if, if you're not really ready to work with a counselor, or you don't want to work one-on-one with someone, you can still take advantage of a lot of these exercises. And it's really powerful to take a step back and think about what are the thoughts that I'm having and are these really real rational thoughts or are they not? And you know, am I going to actually let them affect my behaviors and my actions and my emotions? Um, journaling is also another great tool. So it's not quite the same as counseling, but it is a great way to process your emotions just by journaling, whether it's just writing down things that happened that day or what you're feeling or what reflections you're having during this time. And I think it would be amazing to go back to a journal that you're writing during this time, which is such an important time in history and look back on it 10 or 20 years from now and and be able to read and think about the things that you are going through. So that's a practice that may be something good to take up at this time. We might want to add that to our morning routine. I know. It's yeah. a great idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> All right. So, of course, we are we try to be objective in the things that we do. We try to be measurable, observable, repeatable as we are in our workouts. And so we want to give you some ways to actually measure your stress and be able to reassess whether the things that you're doing to try to build up your resilience are actually helping. Yeah, one of the best ways to do that is actually through questionnaires and there's a popular questionnaire called the perceived stress scale. So remember we talked about perceived stress being the major stressor that we experience. It's a great questionnaire. Um, It's 10 questions and it assesses how you felt in the last month. So it's something that you can do on a regular basis to, to check in. It is comparing numbers, your score to norms. So by gender, age, and race. So there's no passing grade or anything like that. It just helps you compare to some of your, some of your peers. It's also one of these things that I think is useful to do every once in a while because we as human beings are extremely adaptable and extremely resilient. And if you were to ask probably any person that's stressed, they're probably under to report how stressed they are or do not really have a good sense of how stressed they actually are. So this is a great tool to somewhat objectively determine how stressed you are. And it's something that I actually personally do uh, once a month, just as a check-in, even if things are going really well and help identify some of the behaviors that keep me there in that lower stress state. And then if it's very high to maybe make some changes moving forward. So that's one way of doing things um, through questionnaires. Another is using devices. So we've probably heard of Whoop and O-Ring that um, look at heart rate variability, which is a kind of another measure of stress by looking at the sympathetic and parasympathetic state. So there's lots of different ways to do that. But if you're looking for a low-tech, cheap option, we'll have a link to the perceived stress scale in our blog post. So you can take a look at that and maybe implement that in your in your routine. Mm-hmm. And it's something, you know, wearing something like a whoop or a ring is, is a great way to check in and see 
whether the behaviors that you're doing are having an impact on your, you know, objectively on your stress level. And I know it's something that you had, when Danny was wearing his Mm -hmm. whoop, he really realized, hey, if I drink alcohol Mm -hmm. in the evening, you know, not that you're drinking a ton, but (laughs) say you had a beer one, one evening, the next morning, your heart rate variability would be really poor. Yeah. And that really influenced, I think, a lot of your behavior. So now you really think twice about before about it before you decide that you want to have a beer in the evening. And I think it amplified other things as well, because, you know, I saw that my heart rate variability dipped and I said, well, you know, my heart rate variability is down. Are other things affected? And I noticed Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's really what led me to this exploration of sleep and Mm -hmm. seeing like, oh, wow. Okay. If I really look closely, my sleep actually is a lot worse, even with, you know, half a beer, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my experience. Um, But these you know, directional, the directionality of these, of the heart rate variability can be really helpful to kind of encourage exploration, other lifestyle behaviors too. Mm-hmm. But again, that's why we throw the perceived stress scale in there too, because you don't have to buy an expensive tech no. device in order to assess this, but using a, a questionnaire can also do the same thing. If mm-hmm. you check in, maybe you try a new behavior, you reassess in a month or so and see whether it's something that's worth continuing for you. Right. So all in all, we've covered a lot, a ton of our favorite things. We are all feeling a lot of stress right now and a lot of things that we have little control over, but there is so much that we can all do to increase our resilience against these stressors. So we hope that these ideas give you at least one thing that maybe you can try or maybe you can check out, consider doing some objective measurement like the PSS scale or you know, wearing a device to see whether or not it's helping just take everybody, we'll just take a big deep breath, (laughs) know that we're all going to get through this together. And please let us know if you have other ideas, maybe other tools that you found to be helpful in combating stress, please let us know so we can add them into the show notes because we'd love to share those with other people. Um, And again, just a reminder, as always, this is not medical advice. And we really have to be sensitive to the fact that if you are suffering from severe anxiety or other mental health conditions, which can really be precipitated by stressful times like this, we recommend seeing your personal physician to discuss that in more detail. So thank you guys again thank for tuning so in. We will talk to you next time on Pursuing Health Pearls. Bye-bye. We hope you learned something from this episode and that you'll consider becoming a Pursuing Health subscriber for less than the price of a latte every month to support the podcast. Given our role as family physicians, Danny and I feel very strongly about our responsibility to remain as unbiased as possible in order to foster trust with you, our listeners, our larger community, and our patients. Therefore, we've made the commitment not to accept any sponsorship or endorsement compensation from industry. Now, because we don't have sponsors, it's only with your support that we can continue to produce and improve the quality of the podcast from this point forward. It's our intention that by subscribing, you'll get back far more value than you give. Subscribers all gain access to exclusive discount codes from companies we trust and use ourselves. This allows us to share quality products and services with our community and pass on the value of our endorsement to you without you having to wonder whether we are getting compensated behind the scenes. Subscribers also have access to our Ask Us Anything forum and podcast where Danny and I answer your questions, as well as our morning five sessions, five minutes of movements, program to help you jumpstart your day and our other training programs, depending on the level at which you subscribe. Our goal is for you to get back far more than you give with these benefits. And we only intend to increase the benefits to subscribers as time goes on. Visit pursuing-health.com forward slash subscribe to learn more and subscribe yourself. Again, that's pursuing-health.com forward slash subscribe. 
Thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health.